This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, July 13th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Trump challenging Korea trade pact. Curb sought on Chinese chicken. Anti-WOTUS measures advance and produce school waste worry. The Trump administration has formally notified South Korea that the U.S. is calling for a meeting between the two countries to alter the U.S.-Korea free trade agreement known as CORUS. U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer said in a statement, President Trump continues to keep his promises to lower our trade deficit and negotiate better trade deals for American workers, farmers, ranchers, and businesses. Since chorus went into effect, our trade deficit in goods with Korea has doubled from $13.2 billion to $27.6 billion, while U.S. goods exports have actually gone down. The Trump administration may not be happy with chorus, but U.S. cattle ranchers and beef exporters are. South Korea's tariffs on U.S. beef dropped from 40% to 32% when the pack was put in force on March 15, 2012, and they are scheduled to drop gradually to 9% by 2028. The U.S. shipped about $1.1 billion worth of beef to South Korea last year, up from just $582 million four years ago. Much of that increase is attributed to the tariff reductions in chorus. USDA nominees could be near. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue could finally be getting some help at USDA. We're hearing that the White House is on the verge of finally announcing some nominees for top positions at USDA. The pending nominations include Steve Sinsky, CEO of the American Soybean Association, to become Deputy Secretary. Sinsky was making the rounds at the ASA reception yesterday evening on Capitol Hill, but was keeping mum on when the announcement would be released. Spending bill targets China opening. Lawmakers are seeking to put some curbs on USDA's approval of imports of Chinese chicken. A fiscal 18 funding bill for USDA that the House Appropriations Committee approved yesterday contains language that requires the department to make sure the entire Chinese poultry inspection system is equivalent to the United States. A report that accompanies the bill goes a step further and directs USDA to get assurances that China will report all poultry recalls and disease outbreaks in a timely fashion. It is not clear what impact the provisions will have if they become law. An aide to Representative Rosa DeLauro, a Democrat of Connecticut, says USDA's current equivalence determination is based on a 2015 audit that found only two provinces have an equivalent poultry inspection system. The new language in the bill also would make clear that USDA has not issued a final rule allowing the imports, which means that the formal equivalency status has not yet been determined. Food Safety and Inspection Service records indicate auditors focused on government inspection programs in the Shandong and Anhui provinces, as well as local inspection offices that oversee the chicken processing plants that would be exporting to the U.S. WOTUS repeal measures move ahead. Two House spending bills targeting the Obama-era waters of the U.S. rule are closer to becoming law. The House Appropriations Committee approved its fiscal 2018 energy and water spending bill yesterday, and the House Appropriations Subcommittee responsible for funding the EPA sent its spending bill to the full committee for consideration next week. 
Together, the bills authorize EPA and the Army Corps of Engineers to withdraw the waters of the U.S. rule by bypassing the notice and comment process that are normally required by the Administrative Procedure Act to repeal a rule. Purdue blasts meal standards. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Purdue said he's looking into overhauling the school meal standards implemented by the Obama administration. And in a speech to the School Nutrition Association yesterday, Purdue also poked fun at the argument that the standards aren't that onerous since most schools are complying with them. Purdue said during the appearance in Atlanta, just because schools are following direct orders doesn't mean those orders make sense. He also suggested that the standards had increased school food waste. He said, quote, food that's thrown in the trash can can't nourish any child. And frankly, that trash can doesn't need any nourishment. Purdue has asked the SNA leadership to provide input on how the standards should be changed. But he didn't specify any modifications that were under consideration. Purdue already has acted to block the scheduled tightening of sodium and whole grain standards and to allow flavored milk to be sold in schools. EPA sets hearing on RFS. The EPA is scheduled a hearing in Washington on August 1st on the proposed biofuel usage mandates for 2018. EPA says the hearing will start at 9 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time and end when all parties present who wish to speak have had an opportunity to do so. EPA can expect to get an earful from the biodiesel industry, which is especially unhappy with EPA's justification for limiting the target for advanced biofuels. Senate panel looks into organic local foods. An executive with a leading supplier of non-GMO and organic corn and soybeans will testify before the Senate Agriculture Committee today. At its latest Farm Bill hearing, the committee is considering prospects for fruit and vegetable growers as well as organic and local agriculture. The hearing comes as the organic industry continues to reel from reports that a significant portion of commodities imported for livestock feed may have been fraudulently labeled as organic. Ag data gets House focus. The House Agriculture Committee today will be hearing from companies that have been developing systems for managing farmers' data. The witnesses will include representatives from Texas-based Grower Information Services Cooperative, a national co-op formed to collect and store farmer data, and Wisconsin-based Independent Data Management, which allows farmers to turn their data into reports for USDA's Farm Service and Risk Management Agencies. Here's today's She Said It. Mr. Dent is a very sweet guy, but this amendment leaves me with a sour taste in my mouth. That's Representative Betty McCollum, a Democrat of Minnesota, joking about an amendment to the FY18 agriculture spending bill that was offered and withdrawn by Representative Charlie Dent, a Republican of Pennsylvania. The amendment was aimed at gutting the federal sugar program. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, July 13th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.